Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of That's My Jam Stack, the podcast where we ask that most important of questions, what's your jam in the jam stack? On this week's episode, we're hearing insights from the world of Jamstack agencies with Dennis Kostreva, the CEO and co-founder of the Jamstack First Agency, Pajamas. Before we dive into those insights, I want to welcome back our sponsor, TakeShape. If you're interested in their content platform, be sure to stick around after the interview to hear more or head on over to takeshape.io slash that's my Jamstack for more information. All right, Dennis, well, thanks for being on the show today and uh, taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Cool. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? All that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm Dennis. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pijamas, the Jamstack first agency. Uh, for professionally, uh, I'm not coding any websites anymore. Um, but what I do right now is scoping projects for companies that are approaching us, proposing solutions to them, uh, managing internal accounting processes, uh, as well as hiring new developers. Uh, for fun, to be totally honest, growing pajamas is, 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 is yeah, it's enough fun for me. Uh, but apart from, from, from the business, I really like to read books on psychology, decision making, philosophy, and evolution. What, what are you reading right now? Uh, right now, I'm reading. Um, how was the how was the book? Um, right now, I'm actually not reading any of those uh, <laughs> types. I'm, I, I started reading uh, Umberto Eco for Cold Pendulum, so it's a, it's a fiction book. Very cool. Actually. Nice. So, so uh, you, you get a little bit of uh, a little bit of fiction, a little bit of pleasure in your life too. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> That's the case. All right. So, so obviously, you are a co-founder of a Jamstack first agency. But what was your entry point into uh, into the Jamstack or static sites or whatever it was at the time? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a bigger story, and I think uh, it will be great to kind of give you guys to everyone listening uh, a bit of a background how how it, how we got started and why we got started in the first place. Uh, so. We've been starting a local business three years ago, uh, aiming to solve a very specific problem. Um, the pitch was basically ship simple websites to local blue collar businesses. And we would be later managing those sites. So we've been looking after a set of tools that would allow us to build sites, which are pretty easy to maintain. Uh, if we thought about having, for example, 10 websites in maintenance mode for our customers, WordPress or Drupal or any other monolithic solution was a no-go for us mm -hmm. uh, because, for example, the uh, tedious updates one has to do if, if, if you have a Drupal or WordPress website. But another pretty important thing for us was uh, the security. Um, again, if we had 10 or more websites and we have to take responsibility for what's happening on those websites, uh, we wanted to make sure that we are picking the right toolset for the job. Uh, and based on those two requirements only, I'll repeat myself, all the obvious monolithic choices didn't make any sense. So we started to dig deeper into what's available out there and uh, encountered the idea of, of static site generation. So yeah, we decided to take it for a ride and uh, build our first site with Hugo. After a couple of months, we added Next.js and Gatsby to the mix. And after approximately a year of playing with these tools, we, we found Netlify, which was basically a game changer for us. Not, not only because it was a great tool to build our sites, sites with, uh, that was very beneficial as well, but most importantly, because we found that the thing uh, we are doing is called the Jamstack. And there are other maniacs like us who, <laughs> who build, build sites this way, basically. And you know, it was it was one of these moments where, where you're doing something and you feel you're going against the tide, and 
you, you are doing basically something that is quite unpopular in the in the industry or in the space you are in and you still do it because you think the reasons are right uh, but you are quite un unconfident where where the catch is or if there is any catch right so like for example if, if you started doing cold baths or cold showers because you want to build up your immune system and and fight with fatigue or something most bodies you know will probably think you freaked out or something and will tell you that yeah uh, but if you if you find a group of people that is doing cold baths as well understands what problems you you've been faced with and what you want to solve and uh, with that the the whole idea gets a totally new meaning to you uh, so this was basically early 2018 for us. We we found the Jamstack definition, joined the the new dynamic community, mm -hmm. and, and started Bijamas with the idea to be the Jamstack first web development agency and that operates globally. And I'm also joking that we are Jamstack first, but also first Jamstack agency <laughs> as well. Um, I, I think like that's that's a big claim, but I think well, yeah, we, we started as the as the first uh, Jamstack focused agency out there. It, it is a big claim, but there, if nothing else, there aren't a lot out there, uh, at least not from what I've seen. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen... Right, right now, there, there are popping uh, other agencies with that focus, but uh, at the time, uh, early 2018, I don't think there were other guys that, that were doing this thing. Sure. Only this thing, because that's that's what we do. Yeah. So, uh, so, what were, so obviously, WordPress was, was kind of... Is, is always a big player in agency land, but... Um, like, what were some of the other uh, solutions that you kind of looked at and said these monoliths just don't make sense for agencies? We surprisingly we haven't been looking at others other solutions when we found Hugo. It was like Tom Tom the co-founder of Bijamas. Uh, he's he's more technical than than I am for sure, and and he was uh, he wanted to try the static site generation idea, and, and he was into WordPress. He was uh, developing WordPress websites for I think more than six six years or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was pretty pretty um, experienced with that, but just didn't want to stick to WordPress because for the thing that we've been uh, trying to do for our customers, meaning simple static websites where just a you know simple CMS would be uh, enough, mm -hmm. uh, it was definitely too much. So we, we didn't try really anything else. We just settled on Hugo, then we liked it and kind of followed, followed uh, with this paradigm, with this approach. Very nice. Uh, so... Um, obviously, uh, professionally, you're using uh, the Jamstack every single day, or at least your team is, uh, and you're using, you said, uh, Hugo and Gatsby and Next? Yes, but Hugo, Hugo was, was our starting point. And right now, to be honest, uh, we are not using Hugo too much. Okay. Um, it's like 90% of our projects are Gatsby and Next.js. Okay. And then there are some projects that are pure React. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say, I, I, don't, I don't think they are like 100% Jamstack, um, but yeah. Sure. So, uh, how how have uh, clients responded to all that? Because we haven't had too many uh, too many people doing agency work on the podcast yet. So, I think we are we are a pretty specific case because, uh, like I said, we started a local business here, which which wasn't Bijamas, and our customers didn't know what we are building. They they just seen the the, the final product, and uh, that's what they cared about. They didn't care if it's WordPress. They they, they don't even know what what WordPress is, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But with Bijamas, it was uh, it is, and it was a little bit different because. Uh, once we started to to build the the brand awareness out there, and I think, um, yeah, once we started to to build the brand awareness out there, we are only getting clients that are Jamstack conscious. They know what Jamstack is. They they kind of know how it works, um, and they know what they are buying. So, it's uh, 
we, we are in a good position that we don't have to explain too much to them um, and we don't have to convince them because they are already convinced uh, to keep it short but there, there are some there are some customers that uh, don't get it fully so mm -hmm. uh, we are making workshops at the end of, of each project to kind of educate them and give them more guidance uh, yeah so that they can understand as well uh, what we are giving to them yeah uh, that's really interesting that, that you kind of positioned yourself in a way that most of your leads coming in are Jamstack aware. I didn't even know, you know, that was going to be a possibility in terms of like non-technical people. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I was also, it, it, it can sound strange, but I was surprised as well that there are so many, there, there is so such a big audience, especially in 2018, because right now it seems that the tide has changed. Uh, there, there are more people um, opting in into this this paradigm and, and trying trying those things but back in 2018 it was like a you know it was like a bet and we just we just set up a website and yeah let's see what happens and <laughs> and that's what happened and we are here today talking about um yeah talking about jumpstack in a, in a, i think in a different in a different way because the the adoption rate i also wrote 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 about in, in my last article the adoption rate is just just growing um year to year so it's, it's very exciting to me uh, to see it and, and the interesting thing to me and I, i've got to say i, I love the uh, a lot of the design work that, that y'all do a lot of the stuff that i've seen you put out has been amazing looking uh do, do you feel like the jamstack gives us extra power in terms of doing beautiful websites uh or is that something that y'all would have been able to do in a wordpress world as well i think i think it definitely gives you more flexibility when you want to change something um Especially, yes. This is this is more. I think ref I'm I'm referring more to React here, mm -hmm. not a Jamstack. But you're you're able to to make iterations uh, faster uh, with the with the whole component component uh, concept com com component paradigm. Mm -hmm. uh, you can change those things uh, quicker. Um, so I think it definitely empowers developers, front end developers, uh, more than than WordPress. And I, I'm not sure how WordPress Gutenberg, uh, the current version, works. Sure. But I'm referring to the to the older um, older versions, which which I tried in the past. Yeah, and of course those those uh, versions still power huge chunks of the web. So something I always keep in mind for that. So uh, so let's talk uh, about kind of other things. Are are you able to do any Jamstack kind of things personally, or is this all like like you said, your your fun is kind of building up this uh, this business? I, I I was all making jokes, but actually this this is not a joke, and it, it make it makes it even more dramatic. <laughs> I I was I was I was telling you my my buddies. I think it was in June that uh, till the end of this year, I, I, for the Christmas, I want to have my my own um, blog, my own personal website. Mm powered by the Jamstack, but I didn't manage to do that. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like to write code. I, I can write code, but I, I, I wouldn't call myself a developer just you know, uh, out of respect to, to other developers <laughs> because I know, I know my technical skills aren't, aren't that high. Uh, but I can, I can write things uh, that work, basically. But I, I know that this is not the essence of being a developer. Sure. Um, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not using Jamstack on a, on a daily basis. I'm, I'm more like a, I understand the technical concepts and I, I propose it to, to our customers. And yeah, I'm not sure if this is this answers answers the question yeah, question in. Yeah. That's good. 
Um, so, uh, so what would be kind of uh, yours and 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 the company's uh, like specific jam in the Jamstack? So obviously, you listed out some things when you were talking about choosing, you know, the static site methodology, you know, security and expandability and all that. But like, what what's kind of your jam for the for the Jamstack? Yeah, so like like we mentioned, uh, Gatsby and XJS, this is like ninety percent of, uh, of of our projects are built with either of. That with with one to, one of these tools or or the other, mm-hmm. um, then when it comes to headless CMS options, we don't have any specific preference. We are not biased in any way towards one option or the other. Uh, but if you if you read our blog, we we write about our choices. So we tested nine or or ten options right now, and yeah, you you know that there are m- more than ten, like mm-hmm. I don't know twenty twenty five. Um, but we, we just don't have time to, to test all of them. Uh, so after testing nine or ten, uh, we are sticking to about about say seven. Uh, so from the from the ones we tested, uh, it's definitely contentful. Uh, it's definitely sanity. Netlify CMS is used in, in many of our projects. Uh, Dado CMS, Storyblock, Prismic, uh, Forestry is definitely a good one as well. Uh, so yeah, from the top of my head, those are the ones that. We are reusing in, in our projects when we are making decisions with our customers. And out of curiosity, since uh, since you've got you know a decent bit of customers like working on these kind of newer CMSs, um, when you talk about headless, because obviously there's headless and then there's like the Git based, uh, which do you think is a little bit easier for for clients to understand? Because Git based can sometimes take a little extra time. I feel like hmm. that's a good question. I think with 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 the API based. With the API-based uh, CMS options, they're usually used with the bigger customers. So if there is a if there is a bigger customer, um, the guy on the customer's side understands the whole thing. So we don't have to do much explaining because, like I said, uh, we are getting conscious, conscious, conscious buyers. Mm-hmm. But with the Git-based uh, CMS options, it's usually, from what I recall, it's usually the smaller customer and. We didn't do we didn't do much explaining here either um, because they don't understand they, they don't have to understand how it works. Mm-hmm. We are just making um, workshops on how to use it, and the the website basically is on on our maintenance because we work with with customers in the long term, and uh, we are maintaining the website and fixing if if something breaks. So yeah, we we didn't do really much explaining like technical wise. Okay, cool. That's that's good to know that, that people people can pick it up even if it's not uh, something as long standing as a WordPress admin. Yeah. I think I think it's pretty pretty important with, with bigger customers to, to explain them um, exactly how it works mm-hmm. because they care about those decisions. The, those decisions impact their, their businesses a lot and they are they are a bigger organism as well. So they they care more about it. But when it comes to to the smaller companies they just from what we experienced, uh, I'm not sure if, if if someone has any different experiences, but from what we experienced, they, they just care about uh, if this is a sustainable solution, if this will work uh, two years from now, two years from now, and if it, it's pretty easy to to do. And for example, on on, um, on forestry and Netlify CMS examples, um, we found that the CMS UI is easier uh, for those guys to adjust to. When they are, for example, switching from WordPress, they, they found it hmm. basically more comfortable than, than WordPress UI, uh, which is yeah pretty amazing to hear. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and in fairness, WordPress, the WordPress UI can sometimes be more than what a, a customer needs. And the, the forestry or even, even like the content full and stuff like that, you build it exactly as the client needs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But even, even a contentful, if we, if we compare, um, if we compare the UI from forestry to the UI from contentful, I use both CMS, uh, CMSs. I'm not sure how to, how to, um, put, uh, yeah, uh, how to, how to call it exactly. Like many CMS, uh, CMS options I've used so far, but if we compare those two, contentful is far more extensive in, in its setup. I know it depends how you will set it up, but if you have a big project, it, it can take you, uh, I don't know, three minutes to update a simple site, whereas with Forestry, you just log in, um, you're adding, adding, editing, editing those things in like one minute time, saving it, uh, publishing it, and, and that's it. So um, there, there, are, there are many differences between even those those headless uh, CMS options, not, not, not comparing here WordPress or, or the other like Drupal, which which can also be used as a headless in a headless fashion. Mm -hmm. Just comparing those those headless CMS CMS options that I mentioned, and uh, yeah, they are they are so different, and that's good actually because there there is no one solution that fits the bill for everyone. So it's good to have uh, variability because we can then uh, choose from those mm -hmm. and listen to our customers and see. Uh, which one fits the best in uh, their case, basically. Nice. And so uh, one question that I've got, kind of got in like an agency setting is um, how easy uh, or maybe di more difficult, I don't know, does it, uh, does it make onboarding new developers uh, or uh, dealing with turnover? Like obviously y'all are a growing, um, a growing agency, so hopefully you haven't had to deal with turnover. But one of the things that like WordPress always kind of shoehorned an agency into you have to find a WordPress developer if you want to replace a developer. Uh, what what kind of onboarding does the Jamstack give you or make easier or harder? So when we are hiring, we are always screening for React knowledge because, like I mentioned, we are kind of I'd say 100% React focused right now. Mm -hmm. um, we use Gatsby, we use Next, sometimes uh, pure React. Um, so we are we are always always screening for um, React experience. We we haven't experienced turnover yet. To to be perfectly honest, yeah, we just finished relationships with with three people so far. We are two 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 years in operation. But that's I, I know that turnover will happen uh, eventually. I'm not I'm not saying everyone will, will walk in pajamas for for the end of their lives. Um, but it's just not it's just another problem we we face so far. So I cannot really relate to that at this point. Sure. Maybe so, maybe in the next year we can we can record another <laughs> episode. I'll tell you. So uh, so in terms of people coming in, they come in with React knowledge, and then they can just hit the ground running because these are all React based technologies. Yeah, there are there are of course some uh, some caveats that that uh, our experienced developers, experienced Gatsby developers, and experienced Next.js developers uh, are giving those guys and and kind of onboarding them into the process. Uh, usually, if, if if a new developer joins the team, uh, his code is. Uh, yeah, directly supervised, but some, by someone more experienced. And mm -hmm. um, just just to give you some um, some background and, and to the listeners as well, we've built more than uh, forty Jamstack projects, and some of the developers we have, they themselves built like, or have been in charge of. I think there is one developer that developed like nine websites, um, Gatsby plus Next.js. So the the new guys are are basically paired with. Uh, 
um, with those, let's say, senior Gatsby developers at Pyjamas, and um, they are growing with them. All right. So I uh, obviously don't want to take up too much more of your time, uh, and let, we'll, we'll deal with our, our episode time constraint here. But uh, what's your what's your actual like musical jam right now? What are you listening to? Favorite song or favorite musician? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm listening to pretty much every every type of music, but most of the time I I'm a big geek of, of electronic music. So I, I don't have any uh, like favorite artists, but uh, for example, I, I like very much Macy Oplex. I'm not sure if this is ringing a bell to, to, to anyone <laughs> on the podcast uh, or for example, Mind the Gaze, if, if I want to yeah, have something more underground. Um, and then, yeah, if something more casual, then I would probably listen to Apparat, for example, or Gas Gas. Uh, and and we'll uh, we'll get some links and put those in the in the show notes so that anyone can check them out. Um, and then finally, uh, is there anything that you want to promote? Some uh, something that you're doing that you want to get out to the Jamstack community? I think uh, yeah. If if you are really into the Jamstack, uh, I'm probably biased, <laughs> but you you should you should subscribe to to our to our blog. We are we are putting out uh, really more interesting and more interesting case studies right now. Uh, in the upcoming months, we'll have some interesting as well. Um, and then we, we were also trying to start some research programs uh, on the Jamstack and on the web development in general. So if you're curious about that, just yeah, just go to Bijama's uh, blog and, and subscribe and you'll get some some nice pieces in the next couple of months. Awesome. That's exciting. I, I, I love y'all's blog. I read most of the articles that come through my feed. So uh, I appreciate you doing that and for taking the time to, uh, to talk with us today. Yeah, thanks, Brian, and, and keep it up. Uh, I really appreciate what, you, what you're doing for the Jamstack community. And yeah, we, we need more people like like uh, like you, basically. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks again, Brian, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks again to Dennis, and thanks to all the listeners out there in the Jamstack development world. If you're enjoying this show, be sure to star, heart, favorite, thumbs up, or whatever you can think of on your podcast app of choice. And now it's sponsor time. Back again this week is TakeShape. TakeShape is a content platform tailor-made for the Jamstack. They've got a super intuitive CMS, a clean GraphQL API with an awesome API explorer, a simple static site generator, and a new mesh product that allows you to combine multiple APIs and merge them all into a single GraphQL API with that awesome explorer. It's definitely worth checking out by heading over to takeshape.io slash that's my jamstack. Until next week, keep doing amazing things on the web and keep things jamming.